Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is JC. We are on the go-home edition of... JC, you want to take it home? Yeah, I brought my table. I brought my ladders. I brought my chairs. I even got some stairs, even though you don't want them this year. But I got them. It's TLC Week, baby! And we're going to have the full prediction of that card later in the show. But Nestlemania, how do we start this one? Well, JC, I'm glad you asked. Every single show we start off with... You'll always be in my shine. Mwah. I mean, this is, oh. a, this is a foregone conclusion at this point. Mwah. I mean, always in the shine, and we're going to get to her. Don't you worry. But I'm going to start the show, Nestlemania, on SmackDown. Because I have a favorite feud right now, Nestlemania. Do you? On SmackDown? Uh, yeah. Right I'm now, looking now. at the Intercontinental Championship feud between Big E and Sami Zayn, and I am eating <laughs> this shit up. It is a mix of everything that I want. It's two of my favorite guys in the company. Both these guys are great. The back, they started off backstage where they got to him and Apollo got Sami a shirt. And it was hilarious because it's like, I obviously have a six figure stencil drawing making fun of Sami. But the WWE Nestlemania way is they're actually selling these fucking things, and people are going to buy these things. They're probably going to sell out. They're probably going to be a top seller. This is the ugliest, dumbest looking shirt ever, but it was great. They had a little match. Sammy was up to his usual tricks. He tried to stop the match saying he had a wrist injury, but he did what he's been doing. I like this uh, theme now. He did it against Daniel Bryan. He's, this time he scurries under the ring. He did it differently, though. And Big E follows him. And the minute that happened, I'm like, Sammy's going to win by count out again. And sure enough, I love this. Because obviously it's going to have to leave do a stipulation with no count or some shit like that, which makes sense storyline-wise. But, man, I am just loving everything about this feud. It is the epitome of fun, entertainment, comedy. But it's also just like, this is good for Big E. This is good for Sammy. So sign me up. Home run, Grand Slam, number one shine of the week. A little inside park uh, baseball here, uh, just because I've dealt with people making T-shirts and stuff and different designs or whatever. It's a bitch. The, the, first off, if you have a, a different color t-shirt besides white or black, there's a difference between white and black uh, when it comes to your bottom line. Also, more than one color added more to your bottom line. You know, like you got you to gotta deal with a lot of crap you got to deal with. But so this, this, this Sammy figure that is a white shirt with black lettering could be the most profitable shirt. Cash cow. Just based, <laughs> just based on the fact, folks... That it, it's that easy. It's that fucking easy. So I, I am beyond excited. I, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. This dude is the count of countouts. He is like the, uh, he is the prince of just pa. Like he is just like, there's Gaga and then there's Papa. Like he is just, he is all <laughs> over the goddamn place. I love it. Um, the, the backstage segment was what I loved the most because it was like, mm, like he did his whole like, 
big E kind of like, mm, I'm going to get you, but whatever. Like, then he didn't ham it up when he got in the ring, which was fine. Like, he turned the switch on and it was great. I love the music. I love the presentation of Big E now. Like, I'm all in. Like, the track is back, baby. Yeah. If I get if I get a five count, I'm done. Like I, I will fall over. I'm gonna be so happy. But <laughs> we gotta wait. We gotta wait. So no, look, that's the, that's probably the best feud we got going on SmackDown, bar none. Uh, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I love it. I'm not gonna say I hate it. I, you know what? I guess I will say I love it. Chad Gable's backstage yes! stuff with Otis. I I love it. I love. I could listen. I know I give Otis a lot of shit on this program, and I do. I give him a lot of shit. I really do. But here's the issue, folks. It's warranted most of the time. However, JC, I'm curious your thoughts on this because, quite frankly, my friend, it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. This is this is what this is what I was looking for with Chad Gable. Like they've hinted at him looking for a tag partner again. Obviously, we know he had to do it differently than he did in NXT. Remember, they did the thing like the note taking like six months ago and stuff, and they kind of dropped it. They've been up and down with it. This is what I'm looking for. It's like it's kind of very similar to the Timothy Thatcher, who I don't think does it as well as Gable down at XP with like the the training thing. But I love the little vignette we had before with Gable just like cheering on Otis. Like that's what I that is where Otis shines. As we saw with like the Mandy stuff, like these like little extra vignettes, like that's how you make him a star and that's how we care about him and how you legitimize him. Because you know in the ring, like he does some things where it's like he gets the crowd going, but right now we don't have crowds, so it's a little more difficult. Um so I did like it. And then the nice touch was they're getting there with a legit tag team in Nakazaro, former tag team champion, and they lost. And I loved it because I'm like, losing for a team that's new gives it more opportunity for growth than if they're just going out there and win. And sure enough, that's what we get. Because backstage, Otis is all upset. And Gable goes, no, 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 Otis, I'm trying to show you what to do by showing you what not to do. And I'm like, genius. That is coaching 101, baby. And I love it. I love the way this is going because there could be so many roads they could take this thing. But for right now, it is a home run. And once again, solidifying why SmackDown continues like in the mid-card and these lower-card feuds. They're so much more interesting than Raw because they put time in it. It's unique. It's different. And they let the characters just kind of go out there and do their thing. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it because I was thinking to myself, they did face Nakazaro, and uh, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of that contingent right now anyway, just because it's kind of played out. But the whole, like, the backstage training was great, and then they got made fun of, and it was just the whole thing, and then afterwards they had a promo. And all I could think about was there were four segments, or three or four segments with these guys. And I could think to my that's quality wrestling Vince McMahon time. So he must believe enough in this, or somebody must believe in this enough, to say, no, this is good television, and it is. So uh, kudos to everybody on the, on the writing staff and everybody else that has anything to do with it because it's uh, – I was one of uh, – in a, in a show – and two shows to me that had a lot of dark. This was the brightest, in my opinion, one of the brightest spots oh, yeah. for sure. And I don't wish I had a mm, tucky button, but I don't. So it is what it is, folks. If Thomas the Tank Engine was an actual human being, it'd be Otis. Oh, yeah. He's like he's oh, like the fruit uh, hey. he's like the fruit punch dude that falls you know they you know, oh yeah like that's exactly Kool-Aid what he is. guy Kool Aid guy Otis is Ooh, the Kool Aid guy yeah. come to life like a guy you'd want to hang out with yeah he's Otis the Kool Aid guy man. Otis is the man baby and you know what Otis is going to be a theme of the 2020 Knocker Awards which are coming soon to a podcast near you there's a little tease Vanessa Mania I got one more big thing on SmackDown that I thought was shine. And that was the Carmella Sasha stuff because I'm still enjoying this feud. Uh, Cause you know what? We get a contract signing. So it's like, well, 
I'm about to make a difference. And they did. This was unique. Carmella refuses for the rain. She sends out some random dude, her, I believe she called them there's sommelier, and Sasha beats the fuck out of him. But the best, my favorite part of the segment, and you know what I'm going to say as a fellow prop guy, is when Sasha pulled out that fucking stamp and stamped the contract. I was like, yes! Yes! I love it! Give me a fucking stamp. She doesn't need to because her signature's on a fucking stamp because she's legit. She's a boss. I thought that was great. And I I think she's done it before, but it's been a while, so I popped for it. But uh, yeah, they, then they all of a sudden, Sasha's like, let's fight tonight. Um, she beats up the sommelier, like I said, and now uh, they fight later in the night in WrestleMania. Am I allowed to talk about this if it's supposed to be in the heat for me? Oh, my God. You are such a negative Nancy. No, I'm not. Oh, whoa, my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nancy. Hold on, hold on. You're a Nancy. Hold on. Can I, can I, can I say what I want first, and then, then, you, can, then you can tee you off can on me? You can say whatever you want, WrestleMania. I, I am the host of this program. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's my Jay Leno. Hey. Jay Leno, I hate that one. Chin. Hey. Uh, anyway, uh, no. Here's here here are the things I took away. Contract signing. Adam Pierce. Eh, wrong. Where's the buzzer? That was the first time he was on TV all week. Get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next part. Then we have the whole thing with again the sommelier and the uh, the, the the whole thing where she was stalling. First off, both of them looked phenomenal. So I can't I can't hack that. That's a positive. Positive. Polly is it was. But uh, I got to tell you, then they have the whole contract signing, which was fine. There's nothing wrong with the contract signing. I don't, I don't even, don't even care that it's the whole thing. It's the fact that they made it such a big fucking deal, and then of course you get the fucking Adam Pierce at the end of the contract signing, going, "That's in our main event, folks. What a main event! A main event anywhere in the world!" And then guess what happens, JC? They didn't do anything because it was well, dog no, shit. No, 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 That's no, no, what no, 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 why they had to do it because they got little bitches like you coming on here like, like, you know what? We're going to have a fucking wrestle on TV so little nerds like Nessel will fucking listen up and respect the name, baby. And let's hype up this dude. Let's make it violent. Let's add to it. And they did. And now we're even more hyped for this match at TLC. They sold the match by giving us a tease. Carmella's return to the ring. Big stuff. Super hot fire. You're a hater. Get out of here. No, I will not get out of here because I am the keeper of everything. However, I will say this it's much. too early in the program. Carmella, Carmella, Carmella's entrance, I'll give it to you. <laughs> when I saw that entrance, I went, that, that's a star entrance. However, is it a good wrestling entrance? Doesn't really matter. But, oh, my God. Hold on. Here's the thing. That match was at least 70 to 80% nonsense. Tell me that it wasn't. It was Gaga yeah, beyond no Gaga, shit. which I usually love. No shit. But it was the, you, it, it, it proved media. my you point. You come out here and talk about how much you love Gaga. I you do. Are, you no, you're a fucking when a, hater. When Gaga, when, hater. when Gaga can be a side plate to the main course, absolutely. But this one, hold on, it's the main event. It's the main event. Yeah, but WrestleMania is a TV main event. And they clearly were still doing the match at TLC. This was the front of the feud. So little nerds like you would shut the fuck up no. and stop bitching. No. Because all you do is bitch. No. Bitch, 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 no. bitch, bitch. I just... you have an itch, and the only way you can scratch the itch is if you bitch. That was that should be uh, plastered everywhere. <laughs> if you got an itch, you bitch. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, know. Look, I got to tell you, uh, the suit, the entrance was great. The music was great. The whole presentation was great. I just think it proved my point that Carmella cannot wrestle as well as Sasha Banks. That's why they oh, had the no house shit. around. Oh no my god. Like, Oh, Otis can't wrestle as good as AJ Styles. Send, send Carmella yeah, back I'm to the hold PC. Out against oh, I send never want to see him again, then. No! Yes. She's a fine wrestler. I'm sorry she's not as good as the greatest wrestler of all time. 
Just saying. You're a fucking moron. No, so I'm not. The, so WWE should send every wrestler back to the PC that isn't Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, AJ Styles, or Randy Orton. Send them all back. Fuck, if John Cena comes back, he should go to the PC for three years because he can't wrestle. Yes, he Fuck can. Him. That guy sucks. John, no, no, that John, guy Cena, sucks. John Cena can Dude, wrestle really if he chooses not to. You're and, a fucking hypocrite. Carmella cannot wrestle. The end, folks. That's why she had to plaster a god. She literally, I'm telling you right now, you can facade her all you want. You oh can have champagne. God. You can have a sommelier. You can have salami. I don't care what you add to the lady. It ain't going to help the fact that okay, she is so not good enough to be in where she every, is. Every time, I, every time I, you say how you like someone, I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, they can't wrestle. So they don't wrestle as good as Sasha Banks, so I don't care about them. So guess what? This whole program just have to be talking about Sasha Banks then because apparently she's the only one that if you set the standard at Sasha Banks, that means everyone else sucks. You're a fucking moron. No, I'm not. You are a moron. No. Moron. I told you You know though. what? Here, here's a bit about Carmella. Carmella's never got a Carmella can't wrestle chant, but Nestle's got Nestle can't wrestle chant. Boom. Stamp it. I win. Woo! Carmella's a better wrestler than me. What do you want from me? <laughs> What, what? What? I never thought you'd admit that. That's a freaking stuff for you. She's Look at on that. WWE. We've made progress. We've made progress she's on the on program. WWE. I am some loser in the indies. It doesn't matter to this me. Honestly, the most proud I've ever been of you. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know, because you just admitted that Carmella's the better wrestler than oh, you. I, I just, never thought you'd say here's, that. Here's, here's the thing that you just broke my heart a little. I thought you were saying that you were proud of me when you saw me wrestle in front of the crowd, but now you're just saying that you're proud of me that I admitted that Carmella's better. All right, whatever. I mean, I, I was very proud of you. No, when no, you no, no, like no. I said, you were the best part of that show, and it wasn't close. Oh, I know, I know. But the the, the problem is, is that I, you know what? But Did, let's call it. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a little. No, no we were there for Joey. I was just saying we were there for Joey, okay. not for you. I was just gonna say something really <laughs> nice about you, but now that you said that, fuck you. That's all I'm gonna say. And uh, fuck you, by the way. Uh, look, we're completely off track with this Carmella thing. Look, there's a line in the sand here. It didn't deliver. It made me angry. It didn't make me angry to come see the match at TLC. That's the problem. There are people well, who here's the problem with you that want to watch their match and get their ass handed to them. Then there are people like Carmella that make me go, eh, I'll wait for Sasha's next feud. Because you know she's going to win, and you know that there's something better coming around in Mania season for her. That's all. Sasha's, well, Sasha's going to do better when it comes to Mania season. The end. It, okay, so it's delivered for the rest of us. The rest of us are excited for the match. But the bottom 1%, not the top 1%. The bottom 1% in WrestleMania doesn't like it, so it's trash and everyone should be fired. Uh, what else you got for Sean? Shine? Not much, yeah. I'll tell you that much. Angry fucking beaver? Go to Raw. I want to hear what your favorite part of Raw was. My Raw, Raw wasn't great. Raw was not great at all. However, I will say this much. I chuckled very, very hard for Bro-E and his fucking bro-nuts and his... Dude. I, I could... He's the best. He, might be, he, might have, he might be equal with the Hurt Business now with that part of Raw. And he was added to it, but like, here's the thing. Here's the thing that sucks is like, and I hate saying this, but like, he was, he was at a part like in the backstage that I enjoyed. What what transpired in the ring, I wasn't a big fan of, obviously. So I can't put it in the. the yeah, show. I liked him squashing MVP. No, 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 no. Sorry. Oh, what he was oh, added with. The, the, gotcha, the, the squashing gotcha, gotcha. MVP, by the way. Let's put that up by there right now. There are so many jobber alerts. What's up, jobbers? Jobber alert. I could. You know why I liked it though? Yeah. Because. He didn't win with his finish. He was, I think he calls it the bro splash. Yeah. I like that. The bro I, This is stuff yeah. I like to see more often. Yeah, the bro is that legitimize that secondary like signature move. So when you do hit it in a big match, maybe we go <clears throat> more than just like, oh, no, no, he ain't winning with that. Like, I like that if you win with that every now and then. I think it legitimizes the moveset. So I think that's a positive when you're doing pretty much MVP's like, yeah, I'll go out there and fucking lay down for this guy. Who cares? I'm fine. I'm the MVP, I get paid, dude. baby. 
Yeah. The other thing, too, that made me uh, that I really, I mean, we love MVP week on this program. We gush over him anyway because all four of the Hurt Business are fucking awesome. But MVP does something that I love that you can't teach because people are just not stupid. Well, not so stupid. They're stupid, so they don't know what they're doing when they're in the ring sometimes. If you watch very closely, that three count is almost a two count. He kicked out, like, almost immediately. People don't kick out right after three enough. I love that. I love, Timing, baby. love it. You need People need, not all the time. But when it counts like that, all for it. All fucking for it. Because it makes me believe that he got caught. It didn't make it seem like he got knocked out by it. It was like, ah, shit, I was three and a quarter versus two and a half. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in on that. I, I totally understand it. And I loved it. Um, I'm curious your thoughts on the night before Christmas or night before TLC. Excuse me. Was that no, super hot fire for you? The Bray Wyatt stuff? No, 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 no. I'm talking about The Miz at the beginning of the program. So... I will say this. Because there are positives um, to me and there are super negatives. So. No, no, I, I'll say this. Anytime they do stuff with this, I love the creativity in the, the shot. Um, I love that they, they tried this. And I, I thought, there, like you said, there were some things I liked about it. For the most part, it was a, a miss for me. But it's hard for me to like completely like eat it because I like that they tried it. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Sure. Wonderful. Great. Really telling the line there. So you can talk about it more in the heat. Okay, wonderful. No, no, I'm just saying you can talk about it right now. I'm just, I'm just saying I like, I like that they took the shot. Not all these great creative things that you try. I'm gonna watch and be like, that was amazing. But I appreciate that they tried it because at least watching, I'm like, this is something different. And I like the Miz. I like Miz and Morrison together. I like that they're trying stuff with AJ Styles and the big guy and McIntyre and just trying to keep it like creative every day. I like that. This one just wasn't my favorite segment, but I like that they tried. I will say this much. There are a lot of positives about it that I enjoyed. There are super negatives. Here's the thing I think about it is like, because I was watching with Dom and we're like, oh, this is dog shit. This is exactly what the WWE is, yada, yada, yada. However, here's the thing for me. This basically proved that there are portions of The Miz and Morrison that are great. I don't even think AJ Styles was the greatest. Like, I thought AJ Styles was the, the worst part of this entire thing. He was. Yeah, he, he, just, he couldn't he couldn't leave uh, live up to the uh, the expectations of Miz and Morrison, and almost like shutting off the lights on almost. I thought that was great, um, but it's but it comes down to what I normally love, where it's so bad that it's awesome. It's it was it was cringe worthy, where I don't necessarily I, I I can't watch like things like Meet the Parents stuff like that. Like I just I can't I don't like cringe worthy for cringe worthy sake. This was close to it, so I think that's why I hate it. But there are portions of it that I'm like, okay, Morrison ate up scenery finally, like. You know, did his brave heart thing. Stay on script. I made a I made a director's note to leave almost out. Like the Miz had certain like lines that I was like, okay, that's fucking funny. Overall, as a product, I wasn't necessarily impressed. Something I was impressed though was right directly after when Sheamus and AJ Styles had a match. I really loved it. I thought that it showed off, you know, the, the move set of Sheamus really well. I thought they went after his leg. That was nice. I always love when there's a story when they're going after a body part. People don't do it enough. I love that stuff. It was an odd chop block at the end for the win with the like the scoop pin in the corner. Um, but I enjoyed afterwards, more importantly than anything, was the tie-up upside down on the ropes. I hadn't seen that. So yeah, for yeah. almost to grab him and pull him upside down and then they just beat the shit out of Sheamus, I was all in on that. I thought that was great. Um, again, when I see something I don't see and it, and it works for me and it makes me go, oh shit, why didn't I think of that? I'm all for it. So it was a good hard-hitting match. I was kind of all over the place in certain aspects, but I, I thought it was a good WWE-style match where it wasn't, you know... You know, Guthrie's going to sit there and be like, you like Sheamus, he beats people up, but you don't like Thatcher and Champa. I know, Guthrie, I know. But this wasn't a beat-up match. This was a finesse WWE-style match 
where styles clash. No pun intended. That's how it felt. That's how I felt. No, I agree. I, I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed it too. One of the better matches of the week. Yeah, I, th- that's pretty much. Uh, I don't think I have too much more that I was really excited about, to be honest. But I have a transitional piece. If you're done, sure, go right ahead. So WrestleMania, I popped with Lana beat Nia, but now you can hit the button. Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV! But then after the match, the Bowies beat her up, and it took Oscar, who was watching. It took her a very long time to get down to that ring. So maybe Oscar's in it. Maybe she's like, you know, helping the Bowies. That was bullshit. Um, did you not see her but, get beat uh, up by Shayna? Oh yeah, that's right. That did happen. Yeah, that's why. Whatever. It still took her way too long. You're wrong. It still took her You're way wrong. too long to get You're out wrong. there. It took her way too long to get out there. And now they've seemingly, seemingly written Lana out of the match on Sunday because it is Shania Payne defending against Asuka and mystery person who is 100% going to be Charlotte Flair. You think Putting so? Putting my line... Hundred percent. Who else is it going to be? I don't know. Mandy, Dana? No, it's going to. If, if it's not Charlotte, my jaw. If it's not Charlotte or just Lana coming back, my jaw will drop. Literally, your jaw yeah. will drop. I mean, like this is the perfect time because that's the main. Next month's the Royal Rumble. Yeah, you know the Queen's going to be coming out. So what better way than to bring her back now and put her in a match and they can continue this Lana thing? Whether Charlotte and Oscar win the titles and then Lana and Nia feud without the titles, or if they keep the titles and Lana has to keep going, it's just like. There's just, like, I know Ray was, like, throwing a temper tantrum in the thread about it. Whoa. I didn't know that either. But you know what, dude? They're just kicking the can down the road because that's what they do. Positive sunshine of Ray. Ray of sunshine having a piss He's been Ray of negativity lately sometimes. Whoa. I know. I don't know how you even respond to that, Ray. You can't because you're not on the <laughs> broadcast, but that's fine. I'm just giving him a hard time. Here's, here, let me let me ask you this. What if it's yeah. Becky Lynch? That, so that thought crossed my like, mind, she but just had that a kid seems like, really soon. No, that's, there's no fucking way, but it's like, what But that would be incredible. Like, I'd be like, uh, what like, That's the also fuck? a thing where it's like, if you're going to do that, you need the you need a crowd. Like, you, yeah, you need a crowd, oh, yeah. Who knows? She could be back sooner than we think anyways, but I doubt it. I mean, take all the time you need, Becky. I mean, we also have Naomi. We also have Nikki Cross. We oh, have yeah, Nikki Cross. Reckoning. Really gonna move the needle. We have your favorite. Oh, yeah, Reckoning. Reckoning and Oscar. Yeah, that's yep. going to work. We have Peyton Royce and your best friend in the world, uh, Lacey Evans. You're naming heels WrestleMania. Doesn't matter. It's, it, it's, it's, it's Charlotte, Lana, or if they really do just throw Mandy or Dana in, that's stupid. Um, okay. As much as I'd love to see Mandy win because she's the greatest wrestler in the world. But sure. uh, it's going to be Charlotte. It's going to be Char. Okay. Yeah. I don't doubt it. I mean, that was the first thing that crossed my mind, but I was also thinking to myself, it would be better to have Asuka win it by herself. Oh, then, my God. No, I hate yeah. having no idea. Like, it's like she might as well get a 12-year-old out of the crowd. Then. Let's just do the Braun Strowman. No, story. wait a minute. Fuck you that. fucking Oscar, loved it. You Oscar love Nicholas. Not, you did, love you, Nicholas. I did not like Nicholas. Yes, I love Braun. Did. I you love Braun. By proxy, I love you love Braun. that. By proxy. I did not like Nicholas because we were all jealous that we couldn't be Nicholas. So we all like Braun. You're the same height. As Nicholas. You could have been Nicholas. That's not true. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it if you is were not there, true. If, was, if your dad was a referee at WWE, you would have been picked too. It's all right. That's not true because I'm sure there were a lot of referees kids that aren't picked. And long not that's a 12-year-old. <sighs> you do not want Oscar to win the title for yourself. Fuck off with that. Would you Get rather Charlotte win it with her? I, they could just lose. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But how, exciting, how, how, ex, how exciting is that? Ooh, they lost. Like, okay. You know, it's but, not. 
you could no, but honestly, what I think it would do is it would shut up Charlotte Opta, which I think they kind of want to do at some point, anyways. Yeah, again. that's true. Again, uh, again, rerun that shit. Anything else that you uh, really want to get heady about? Yeah, uh, I'll let you take it from here. Oh, okie dokie. Uh, well, very quickly, um, uh, not necessarily something that I enjoyed nor hated. Hey, fuck it, I hated it. Uh, Kevin Owens promo <laughs> over his fucking TLC doing his fucking thing. And then on Raw, it was very similar with AJ Styles. That's kind of a weird thing. But they have the, the, the Kevin Owens promo, and he's like, I'll be on top of the ladder. You can be top of the table or head of the table. I thought that was a good line. But the rest of it was dog shit with, like, just all of the Roman Reigns stuff. Like, I, I would have preferred Roman Reigns end the show with that stuff where he was talking to KO's family. Like, if that's what you're going to do, like, make it the main event, make it the main event. Like, the fact that they had this, and I'm not going to go back to the Charlotte, the uh, Sasha or um, Carmella thing. That's what it is. Um, but just the fact that it was just, like, such a mundane thing that they did with, with the Uso attacking the leg, and then KO gets back up, and Reigns doesn't do much. It's just, like, it's all over the goddamn place. And, like, I enjoyed certain aspects of it, but they could have made this really personal. And it just seems like being the main event on SmackDown kind of blows in my opinion considering how well you've already said in this program how well they do with everything else like there's a, a positive a lot of positive on well i think i think for me too it's just kind of like Uso's still the lap dog that's my yeah. first note like it's just it's again i'm excited for ko roman reigns once we get to the match i'll be fine but it's just like the lead up just it's just i don't know if, if, if they haven't moved it forward in terms of the roman reigns thing like it's just it's the same thing over and over like it's just like i need there has to be a development on that end because it's just like, if not, it's like, what are we doing week to week? Nothing. Right, exactly. And I just feel like we are clearly at a standstill and instead of gushing over how much Roman Reigns has done and what he's doing and character evolving, I feel like the character isn't evolving. The one it's thing... It's not. It's not. And it, it's kind of just like, we have to wait and every, you know, we're, we're cooking flame and yawn, not whatever the hell they call it, fast food. So, it's a good take, I guess, but it's just, at this point... Give me, give me something to because we know KO and Reigns in the match is going to deliver because they're they, going to tear the house down. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be great. Like we, we, you know, the expectation of KO going through a, to a table is going to happen. Like it's just going to, he's going to go for it because he's Kevin Owens. It's just the lead up of it is like I don't even believe half of it. Like I don't believe yeah. anything, and so that's the hardest part. Is it? Is it and that's the, that's what I I don't understand too. Like and I watch wrestling. I know people are going to give me shit about this, but I don't want to have to make excuses for watching wrestling. I just want to watch wrestling and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like some things like this make me go, why the fuck am I watching sometimes? Because this doesn't make any sense. Like the logical standpoint of it doesn't make any sense anymore. It's just like Jey Uso didn't, Jey Uso didn't uh, fall in line. Now he's falling in line. Then, uh, okay, great. Now KO has got a problem with them. Great. Wonderful. Oh, uh, they're fighting. That's great. I'm not afraid of you. Like, is it fucking Kevin McAllister saying, I'm not afraid anymore? Like, that's exactly how it feels. Like, okay, great. You're not afraid of the big dog. Whatever. Like, is that a basis of it? Like, then they go into the whole, like, they are talking personal about, like, talking to his family. Like, I don't know how you feel about that. Like, it's just a wishy-washy kind of feeling. Like, they're, like it, it's hard to sink into. At least with the Uso thing, it was family. It was family, family, family. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of it, too. It's just, like, it's all, it's, him and Jay are still feuding, and this has been such a long feud, and it hasn't changed. Like, and, but it's like, oh, KO is in there, and he's doing his best. It's just like it doesn't. It's just not. It's not clicking for me. It's not just. It's not hitting my interest level at all. It's not peaking. Not peaking anything out of him. Yep. Yep. 
something that's heat in my book is that Bobby Lashley spilt organic milk on himself and made a really weird face. That made me very upset that he ruined that suit because that was a nice looking suit. <laughs> Although that guy, that guy was perfect casting, by the way. Like the oh, having, was so good. but like then then Sarah like wearing like I think she was wearing like Toms or something. She was like didn't want to get in the puddle. But they were like, no, 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 Sarah, come over here, Sarah. And then Cedric, you know, ate up scenery again because that's what Cedric does. And I'm fine with it. He was looking good, as uh, his wife would say. I always love that shit. It makes me laugh every time. It's so good. So fucking good. Then we get to the six-man tag. They won a six-man tag. Oh, my God. So that's where I was They won. Six-man tag, which, again, they do the Cedric celebration with the uh, I did it, which is similar to the Daniel Bryan yes, yes, yes thing. Not as exciting uh, from the heel aspect of it. But I just hate six-man tags. Like, I know I don't want to beat it over the head, but this one, I literally, like, we've talked about this many times, JC, but this right here was a pure example of it didn't further anything. It didn't... It was filler. It was filler. It was it, like those weekly AEW six-man tags again. It's just like yes. filler. And Every week. It's just it's, time. Six-man tags are the Indiana Joneses of the WWE, where literally you could pluck them from obscurity and there would still be the same result. Nothing ever happens from a six-man tag. Ever. And the same result would fucking happen. Because guess what? Her business still has two victories over the New Day. Bro would still be eating his bro nuts. You know, it's just like, not like nothing. Not one thing was pushed in a forward fashion. But you got to watch Jeff Hardy go, na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Jeff Hardy is old. He doesn't do much. You know, like, that's exactly what I see when I see it. It just is. It is. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't like it either. And then so of course, I fast forwarded the whole thing. And then, of course, something that's very heady is that Jackson Riker is now with Elias. Yeah, Jesus. Been, you couldn't make, a, couldn't make Elias more unwatchable. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's boy. bad. That's super and bad. And truth interrupted because, you know what? No one's Elias is the 24 seconds for I did laugh. I did laugh when Byron called them the twenty four seven mob. I was like, eh, eh, that's pretty good. Uh, but look, there's just there's so much of it, it, it that bothers me with the Elias thing because Elias is good on his own, but he hires Riker to do the whole like stopping the inter the uh, interruption thing, and then he somebody interrupts, which I get that they show the muscle. But I didn't also like that Riker got to talk. Like Elias he actually wasn't talk. bad at talking. No, he's not. He's but not. Elias should be talking. So Elias should be the guy, but. It just it seems odd to me. It's like he spoke to me through his music. Now if he comes now this is okay. a little this is a little too tongue in cheek for me, even for you. But if he comes out with a make Elias Great Again shirt, you're gonna like that or not? <laughs> just saying. I think it's uh we're thirty four, thirty five days at this point. That's Actually, if he if that. he if he made Elias great again, he'd be MAGA. Omega, excuse me. He'd be mega. Oh boy. Just saying. Oh boy. Mega. Don't wanna get into that. Don't wanna get into it, but I'm just saying. It was. I, it just seems like a forced thing for me. Like maybe any time. No, it kind of. It was kind of like okay, we finally found like a good purpose for like the guys that you know didn't have the extracurricular activities. So, but now what do we do with this guy that we're paying? Oh, let's throw him with a. Uh, AJ's already got a heavy. So uh, Elias, yeah, Elias use a heavy. Why not? Here, Elias, have a big goon. Stupid. I just don't like that the the goon should be able to have the same amount of time. Like he just he should be the background noise. That's all. And I get that's the first time you show him and whatever. But like, Riker is not going to help Elias get to the next level. He's just no. there. He's just there. He's an anchor. Yeah, he is. He's an emotional and physical anchor. He really is. Uh, very quickly, I'm curious how you feel about the uh, the Knights of the Lone Wolf. Since you brought it up, the Knight of the Lone Wolf. The Knights. The the two guys you just said. They called the Knights of the Round. <laughs> was in the Round Table. The Knights of the Lone Wolf, with their suit jackets and hoodies. 
because they couldn't look like real chain meal and all that other stuff that they wear. But whatever. I I think I think it I think it works with what Corbin needs right now and what they're using them for. I think it works. Uh, this week, obviously, there wasn't much that happened. I think they had a promo, right? But I am curious to see how they use it. Obviously, it's you know for now in the short term to you know feud with the Mysterio family, but uh, they are a good tag team in the ring. And uh, WWE desperately needs wrestling tag teams that are real tag teams, real tag teams. So I think like long term, like it's good to have them around. I just can't get over the fact that they're wearing hoodies with fucking. It is. It is weird. And they're bald. I wish they like, I just, like... <laughs> like not that I'm a bald shamer, and I'm sure you're gonna say I'm a bald shamer, which is not true because for last week I we just fucking talked about this. But god damn it, like it's just weird that like why would you cover up the bald heads with the hoodies? Like, I get that we're trying to make them look like knights, but why wouldn't you try to just make them look like business associates? Like, the king's not really a king, but he looks king enough, but still got that hard edge. You can still do that with the lone wolves. You can still do that. Call them I the lone wolves. I think it's a work in progress. Well, lo- I think it's a work in progress. The lo- Well, they can't call them the lone wolves. That doesn't make any sense. There's two of them. Yeah, because they're not lone anymore. The pack. Call them the pack. There you go. Corbin's pack. Yeah, yeah there, there you go. go. Wolf pack. Oh, well. Here's what it is. Uh, so I think we should talk about this now, because I know the internet's been throwing temper chances for about a week now about Keith Lee. Uh, he was in a handicap match against Miz and Morrison, and he lost, but again, it was a handicap match against, you know, a former WWE champion and uh, a really good tag team. But the internet was still mad, and they were also mad that um, him along with some of the other uh, bigger gentlemen in WWE were sent back to the Performance Center for more training. And apparently they think that's a bad thing. But here's the thing. If it was a bad thing, they wouldn't be sent back to the PC and they'd probably just be fired. But I've been telling people to go back to the PC in WrestleMania. That means he cares. And I don't know if you noticed, but Keith Lee still had a lot of screen time on Raw. Apparently he was on main event too. Otis still had a lot of screen time on SmackDown. So clearly they still care about these guys. They just want to make them better. And... If you find me a performer who doesn't think he needs to get better, I don't want to do business with that performer, man, because everyone can get better. So if the boss wants you to get better, take it as a good thing that they care. Stop. Fickle. That's for the internet, not you. I, I was hoping. <laughs> I mean, honestly, here's here's the thing, right? Like, if there, and I'm just going to say this. If there is one person in the entire roster that needs to go back to the PC... But you know what? He's not because Vince is like, I can work with this. You know, like it is what it is. And everybody's bitching and moaning about Keith Lee. Keith Lee doesn't know how to do that. You know, it's like, relax. He fucking lost to two people, which was great, by the way. That made perfect it was. sense. It was well done. But here's the, here's the issue with it. Like, Vince has a point. He has a point. There are portions of Keith Lee that are amazing. There's raw talent there. There's potential. Keith Lee can't rest on his laurels from the indies. He has to evolve. He has to change in order to be what the WWE needs him to be, or he's going to go back and be really good on the indies and make a crap ton more money, which I'm sure he'll do either way. But he's he's a superstar. He's a game changer. But to say somebody's going to be as good as they are when they start to be good 10 years down the line, Randy Orton was bullshit terrible. Like, right out of the gate. Here's an even more example. WrestleMania, who was the most protected member of the Shield because they weren't sure if he was going to be right. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Right. Remember when they started? He like they purposely put him and Seth in the tag team 
so Seth could do all the work and let Roman come in and finish it up so he could develop. And uh, I think it's worked out okay for him. So it's cheaply. This is just a different way of doing that. And you see it all the time, like with people. It's just like that's why a lot of the times, like your young stars come up in a stable because it protects them more. Cheaply, he made himself a star without that. So, yeah, this might be a way it's like, you know what? You need a little more polish. So, I don't want to put you in a stable because you already are a superstar by yourself. But for me to put you on the fucking top of a WrestleMania card, I need this to change. So, that's why he goes back to the PC. And the people who can't see that, I'm sorry, but open up your fucking eyes, dude. Open up your eyes. Do you want him to be the best he can be? If the answer is yes, then this is a good thing. So calm the fuck down. It isn't a sign of disrespect. It is, if anything, it's a sign of respect that Vince wants to put him at the highest point, and this is the way he's going to do it. He's not going to stick him in a stable and protect him. He's not going to do this. He's not going to do that. He's like, no, you're still going to be on your own, but I need you to put an extra time in the gym, and that's fine. The other thing I want to bring up very quickly, and I, you can only decide to kind of take this with a giant grain of salt. It, it, it is it is funny when they say that the lead classes will be taught by Adam Pierce and Drew Gulak, which always, like, make me giggle a little bit because, like, Gulak's phenomenal. Like, we know that. Adam Pierce has never wrestled in the WWE. I'm sure he knows what the WWE wants. But it's just so odd to me when I see that, like, and again, teachers sometimes are, you know, sometimes the wrestlers are better teachers and, so, you know, like sometimes the best wrestlers can't be it's teachers. It's just like and coaching and yeah. sports. And it's just like, sometimes like the people who are great teachers aren't necessarily the best. They're the best. You know what I yeah, mean? And yeah. Adam Pierce clearly has a lot of qualities they like for the way that they eat them in all different places and how long he's been there. So there's a lot of things he clearly brings to the table that are very beneficial. Yeah, but everybody else that hates uh, Keith Lee, you know, is what it is, man. Is what it is. Is what it is uh let me see very quickly i should probably go through everything else very quickly there's a couple of job alerts in here i probably should talk about but uh oh yeah my personal favorite because i gotta hit it where is it what's up jobbers jobber alert billy k doing a fantabulous <laughs> job doing all of that work uh for 45 seconds and losing and natty getting very upset with her uh, I, I guess I can, I've already done the, the, uh, Naya jobber alert, so I won't have to do that. Um, and also here we talk about something that, uh, you know what? I'll hold off on that one because there's something specific I want to bring up later. Uh, and M M MVP. All right. I didn't have to really go too far. Um, I'm curious your thoughts, uh, since we haven't really talked about it and it was pretty much a big deal throughout the entire night. Um, you want to go sleuthing? Are we talking hide and seek? All right, so there's a field trip, folks, a field trip to the Thunderdome, even though he's been in the Thunderdome a bunch of times. He brought his puppets with him, which I thought was kind of cool. It started out, you know, pretty neat. Like, I was like, okay, this is cool. They're having the Firefly Funhouse trip. It is what it is. He makes a couple of bad dad jokes where he was in talking about how the Vipers are only measured in inches, not feet, because they don't have any feet. Uh, he talked about windshield vipers because of cars and all that stuff. I was trying to draw a correlation between uh, feet, inches, and uh, the wipers. I don't necessarily saw anything there, uh, see anything with what was going on there. Um, but then it gets stopped by the Viper. And he talks about how they're going to play hide-and-go-seek. And then throughout the night, he's doing different things. I am curious your thoughts. But for me, I went and – the Archu thing was, like, ridiculous. Like, he's your son, right? Like, I thought that was funny. 
Just the little things they were doing were fine. The Matt Riddle one was my favorite. Really? Yeah. I just, I don't know what it is. Like right now, like they're literally everything he does. Like the minute he appears on screen, I'm already laughing. And that tells you how good he's been. Like, even if the segment wasn't good, I don't know because I was already laughing. Because the minute his stupid fucking face comes on screen and he tries to talk and you can see him trying to think as he talks, it is the funniest fucking thing, man. He is just like just a cartoon. And like mixing him with Bray Wyatt, who's his own kind of cartoon in a different way, I was like, this is like a pal cost that I never thought I wanted. But for like this little segment, I was like, it's just like the same thing when they first fucked up with MVP. It's just like, Having Riddle like go out into the world and communicate with these different like characters when they're serious or whatever, I was just like, it's just fascinating to me. So that made me think about a feud too. That like, if are they gonna do like an up and smoke thing where like it gets really trippy in the Firefly Funhouse? Because <laughs> holy oh my shit, God, would that, that be funny? So, that would be a lot of fun. You just like if you rambling rabbit stone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, and that's that's the other thing nobody talks about is because of the bro thing. Then they had. Bray must have jumped off the side of the camera to grab a microphone to voice the rabbit. Like, it was almost, it was live. It, it felt instantaneous. It felt like it was real, not like they had it pre-recorded. So, the fact that he asked, the, you know, the rabbit to sign a carrot, I thought that was great. Um, the Archie thing was good with the piggy. Nobody interacted with, uh, uh, you know, Abigail, or so we thought. Because if we get to the latter part of what we were talking about, they finally get to... You know, Bray looking around and looking around, and then he finally, finally finds the rocking chair. Now, the rocking chair, folks, for those that don't know, was from the way, way, way back chair. Uh, it was actually how Bray Wyatt debuted. There was a rocking chair on the stage. Um, so that made me think a lot back to what we're going through. So we're going. Randy Orton thought he was setting a trap. He thought he he actually said the promo, "I'm one step ahead." Thought he was ahead. Then he put. Bray Wyatt in a box, lit it on fire, which is very similar to how he killed Abigail and the house uh, that Abigail was in back in the day. Randy Orton, actual pyromaniac, we're finding out. Randy Orton has voices in his head and also an arsonist. So he's probably wanted for murder too, but we don't worry about that in professional wrestling because, you know, suspension of disbelief and all that stuff. But hey, what are you going to do? So he sets him on fire, Fiend pops out, gives him the mandible claw, and I went to myself and I said, self- we're going to get some crazy shit on Sunday. We're going to get some really... I hope so. Because here's the thing. This isn't going to be a match. This is going to be a segment where it doesn't end. It has more questions at the end of it. Like, they're they're literally... They're, we are not going to get anything. Like, Randy Orton might vanish after this for a second. You know what I mean? Like, there could be plenty of things that happen. I don't see a, a definitive victory happening, especially with The Fiend. I don't... I see this happening, like, bringing them into a snake pit. That's the other thing, too, that really pissed me off. I really wanted Randy Orton to be in the Firefly Funhouse. I thought that would have been fucking awesome. That'll, I think that's coming. Because I think, like you said, like this is a multi-month feud in the yeah. making, I feel like. And we're just getting started. And I think that's part of the reason why, like, look, okay, we've been putting this segment in the heat by default every week. I think it's just kind of because we're both kind of waiting to see. But, like, for me, like, it's hard for me to fully get invested in this yet, even though this is something I want, something I've wanted, something I was excited for. I'm just not all in yet because it feels like they're they're just giving us little pieces, which I think is fine for this series. Like they're giving us little nibbles to like keep us enough interested, but it's not enough where I'm all in yet. I did enjoy obviously the culmination of this week though. Anytime you light something on fire and shit, like that's fun. But it's still it's a lot of wait and see for me. But I think like you said, I think Sunday, like I'm ready for them to bust some shit out. Make it crazy. Yeah, and that's the thing too, is I'm trying to think in my head, and I just I don't want to set the bar too high because I feel like they'll never meet it. Like they just, 
they're going to go for a while. It's definitely not going to be a WrestleMania feud, but it's going to it's going to take us the duration of most of Mania season, I think. And it's not even a TLC match, right? It's just a match. Like it, that, and I say just I a match so. with you know Gaga and whatnot. I'm sure, but I don't know. Like they left Abigail out of it for a reason. And I, I'm curious how you feel about this too, AJC. Very quickly, they made Bray Wyatt very real by a- interacting with everybody backstage. You know what I mean? Like. I don't mind that because I thought it was just something that we'd never get to see. And that's what with the premise, like, I didn't mind the hide-and-go-seek. I thought it was a creative way. Just to, like, I kind of liked of him getting out of his comfort zone, which clearly is the Firefly Funhouse, because he really wants to find Randy. And it's like, these are the things that happen along the way. Because it's just like, we always see Bray, like, in his own controlled environment. When he's out in the world interacting with people, he can't control it. But we did see it, as you said, in the Orton thing, Randy thought he had him under control, but Bray, Bray actually was ready for it. So it proves that Bray still does have power. As we saw last week, too, when he transformed, he still has a lot of power even outside the funhouse, which I think is even scarier going forward for his opponent. Sure. And also, let me ask you this. On the flip side of that, if he can turn from Bray to Fiend, do you think he can go from Fiend to Bray in a reverse if someone's going to beat him? That would be an interesting thing. Like, imagine if Randy wins on Sunday and he thinks he beats the Fiend, but it's Bray Wyatt laying in there, you right, know? Exactly. That would be an interesting twist. Right. If he has to win, I think that's how they go about it. Because why would they go all that way into to switching to switching to switching? You know what I mean? And not have the other way around. I think if he's going to win, that's how it happens. Because I don't see the Fiend yeah, no, losing. I and I think, or it's going to be some crazy amount of Gaga that yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to love. Like, I, But we'll see. I, I, jury's still out on it. And I'm sure Wait we'll and see approach. Yep. That's pretty much it. I don't necessarily. Yeah, I want to get hopeful. Do you want to get hopeful? Yeah. All right, bro. fine, bro. Whatever, bro. Glorious. You're my only hope. Just a minute. Are you ready? You ready for my hope? I'm ready. Da-na. Da-na-na. Da-na-na. Da-na-na-na-na. Yeah, my hope is about Goldberg. But mm. it's not what you think. It's not what you think. So Goldberg's been fucking rubbing his nose in the Roman Reigns' business still, taking the shine off of Kevin Owens. And in WrestleMania, you remember a couple of years ago, who did Goldberg uh, beat for the Universal title the first time? KO. Yep. So every time KO gets a little shine, Who's fucking trying to overshadow him? Motherfucking Goldberg, that greedy motherfucker. So there's no Saudi event anytime soon. And Goldberg's clearly, clearly going to be at WrestleMania. And my God, if you want to do Goldberg, Roman Reigns, that's fine. But do it at like a Saudi show or something like that. Don't do it at the grandest stage of them all. Don't give me that shit. But you know what I would like to see at the grandest stage of them all? How about Goldberg versus Kevin Owens? Because this motherfucker, like I said, has been overshadowing him for years. Even Roman Reigns had to be like, yo, Bill, stay the fuck out of here. You don't decide the shit I do, and it's Kevin Owens' time. So Goldberg's out here cucking Kevin Owens, cucking his titles, cucking him now. Fuck, we want Reigns versus Big E at WrestleMania anyway. So why not Goldberg versus Kevin Owens? Here's the thing, Bill. Why don't you lay down for Kevin? You screwed this man enough. So that's what I hope, is that we get Goldberg versus Kevin Owens at Mania. Because honestly... I think Kevin Owens will make it a really entertaining like three-minute match, whatever it has to be. And the lead-up will be good because you know Kevin Owens will just flat out insult him. And you know what? If Kevin Owens got the win, that'd be beautiful. Because no one deserves it more than KO. 
Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC hopes come true. That was that was adorable. That was adorable. You really you really think Bill's gonna lay down for anybody? Hell no, but I can hope for it. I'm a superhero, bro. I don't lose. You lost the bronze. Well, that's true because he was probably forced to. He couldn't make all the dates, folks. Couldn't make all the dates. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. Here's my hope. A little bit early, probably way too early. Billy Kay. Oh boy. Wins the Royal Rumble. Oh my god. By accident. By accident. Like comes down to the last two fucking people. Like 28, 29 are beating each other up. She's 30. The other two people throw each other out. She wins before she even gets to the ring and shows her fucking resume that she is a Royal Rumble winner. How fucking awesome would that be? Never to step in the ring and win the championship. I think that'd be... Do you know how, how mad the internet would be about Oh my that? God, that's what you do. That's <laughs> what you do. To hang, I thought about this and I thought... Billy Kay is just doing nothing really, but something, and we all love it, right? What is the She's ultimate? Winner. What is the ultimate not doing something but doing something? Winning a shot at Wrestle Fucking Mania, like that would be oh hysterical. Think about that. She would have three months to to just talk about Sasha Banks. It would be fucking awesome. She's clearly like, I don't know. I know you're all gonna beat up on me about fucking Billy Kay's probably not even close to Carmella, or whatever, whatever. But goddamn it, in my opinion. Carmella right now isn't as good as Billy Kay and her little moment. I'm in. I want Billy Kay to win by accident. That is my hope. Hashtag Nestle knows. Hashtag Nestle's hopes come true. Hashtag if I call this, I might have a stroke because it's. Hey, well, you didn't, you didn't call it. I do think it's a, like you called my hope adorable. That's actually an adorable hope. And yes, I'm glad you admitted you are a hypocrite because you are. But I did like the hope. It's funny. It'll never happen. But it's, it's do you funny. realize if we're watching this and this happens, I'm I'm gonna lose it. Like I I am going to feel like we are tapped. Like that would be the it's moment. It's more likely that Kelly Kelly will win the Royal Rumble than Billy. Stop Kelly. it! I wish I could mute you. Actually, I can mute you, but then it'd be just me talking. You know, Kelly Kelly. The disdain for that woman that I have is uh, just unearthly. Like I can't explain to you why I I just I can't I can't. You're a blonde shamer. I haven't found a blonde that you like yet. So I think you're just a blonde That's shamer. That's not true. I love Trish Stratus. Name a blonde you like. Okay, then one. She's not even a real blonde. She is a real blonde. No, she's not. <laughs> Did you see what she came back with brown hair? Maurice? Yeah, okay. So, you, so you, you're about 0.5%. Natty? Just go to the comeback before you bury yourself. Sarah, you like Renee? Natty. Stop it. Come oh on. Oh, my God. Come on. Just hit the comeback button, please. No, I, I'm going to go off on a tangent now. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Speaking of blondes, always in the shine and often in the comeback, Mandy Rose returns gallantly on Monday Night Raw to save her tag team partner Dana Brooke from the bullies. She wielded that kendo stick with ferocity. Even I was surprised. I was like, whoa. I didn't know Mandy had that aggression with her. I liked it a lot in numerous different ways. But it was great to see Mandy back. It's great to have her back. She's a superstar. Great in time for Rumble season. And uh, yeah, let's go, baby. Always in the shine, Mandy Rose gets my comeback. Mandy. Couldn't help myself. We haven't hit the button oh, in a while. Uh, a my time. comeback this week goes to Retribution, more specifically, Mace! <laughs> yeah! They got a dub! They got a dub! They got a dub! 
it don't matter because they all got on ricochet, but that don't matter too. Oh my God. It was so fucking funny. Like I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, what is more ridiculous, ricochet winning or retribution winning? It's retribution. That's why they get my comeback. May specifically because it looked like Mace has been doing nothing. Then Mace won based off a, a distraction, obviously. Uh, my my uh, my peaked interest here on Mustafa Ali, or excuse me, Mustafa, Mustafa. Ali, Mustafa Ali, excuse me, uh, was that he said, this isn't over until you join Retribution. And then I could just hear collectively everybody's eyes roll. <laughs> like, well, he hasn't fought Dijakovic yet, so that's not Did next. you just call you know, him Dijakovic? Dijakovic. I thought you said Dijakovic. Dijakovic, yeah, that too. Kafilkovic and Dijakovic. Yeah. Oh, man. I couldn't help myself. I just, I, I giggled and went, this isn't over until Ricochet. Oh my God. Like, is Ricochet going to push out Ali? Like, is, is Ricochet going to be the leader of Ali? Like, Nestlemania, I've stopped trying to creatively think about Retribution because they've stopped creatively thinking about Retribution. So I just watch it and I'm like, I'll take Ricochet versus Ali again because I would watch those two wrestle all day. But besides that, I'm just going to sit there and be like, well, I hope it's short, so I don't have to hit the pass forward button. It's buried in the bottom of the hour where it should be. That's exactly how it is. But Mace wins. Mace wins, folks. That was, and he didn't look terrible. He looked much improved, so good he, for Mace. The, other thing, the other thing that bothered me is that he fucking lost. He didn't He didn't beat Ricochet on his finish. He beat him with some dump. Like, that's he beat him like he dumped him. And I was like, really? That's how we're finishing this fucking thing? Okay. Well, because Ricochet kicked out of his finish. Right, exactly, because, you know, that's a nice finish for me to kick out of, because that makes fucking sense. But anyway, it is what it is. Nerd! Sorry, I couldn't help myself call myself a nerd on that one. Uh, anyway, let's get to the old... Oh, wow! What a maneuver! One, two, three, We're in the big finish, folks. Uh, we'll get to your TLC picks, I'm sure, as uh, we'll run it down. But I'm sure JC wants to talk. So go ahead. Well, first, because this could have TLC implications, we gotta talk about SmackDown, because they got two huge matches booked. One being a tag team championship match between the Street Profits and the Glorious WrestleMania. Who you got? Do we get a rerun on Sunday? God damn it, kickoff show, pal. It's on the kickoff show, and the Street Profits are still up, and they will not go down. Agreed. And then another match which I'm actually looking forward to because I want to see how these two women do together in the ring. Bailey versus Bianca Belair finally go toe-to-toe in the ring. I laughed at the receipt thing, by the way. That was great. You checked the receipt? It was good. I like it. You like a prop humor. I mean, that's good stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, baby. But uh, it wasn't worth mentioning in the rest of it. Yeah. I'm on my own. I guess the wow. Best prop in the, the freaking company right now. She's 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 tremendous. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got there. Yeah, I would, I would assume Bianca will win unless if they want to extend this, which they might. But uh, yeah, I don't have anything on the Wednesday show, so if you don't, I'm going to socialize the talk. Go ahead. Uh, so, jobberknocker.com, uh, that's the website. We can find all the links to this podcast, which are on WrestleMania, on iTunes, on Anchor, on Google Play, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Donner, on Blitzit, on Comet, on Cupid. It's the Christmas spirit. I'm also doing that because I, you know, honestly, we're also on Amazon and YouTube. So, like, subscribe, download, five stars, five flames. We appreciate it. Send us some holiday cheer, folks. You know, it would go a long way. But also on jobberknocker.com, that is your exclusive home for the best wrestling content on the motherfucking planet. The whole staff will have their TLC predictions. Our boy Don WrestleMania has been working all the time pumping out the content for Impact. They had a pay-per-view, I believe, the final resolution uh, this past week, so Don has a full review of that. He'll also have a recap of this week's Impact on Tuesday. Whether you watch or whether you don't, it is a must-read. 
Same goes for our Wednesday show, AEW by the Joe Stoppers, NXT by our boy TJ, and on Thursday, NXT UK by Danny. Yeah, we got a lot of guys. Yeah, I had to take a breather there. So Twitter at John Redock, at Apple <laughs> at JC of the JK, at C2 of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at the Levy 2411, at Joe 2711 at TJ at the JK, at Tommy Fed 33, at Danny Fab with one N, Facebook Jobber Knocker, Instagram Jobber Knocker, because we are everywhere you want to be on social media. Okay, so we get the TLC now. I think we should. So apparently, what, do you have any other any other plug? Any other plug? Oh, actually, if you do want to go to, uh, I believe it's called tinyurl slash pg charity. We are giving away. Uh, I believe if we've we're hitting we hit over a thousand dollars. We're giving all of the money uh, to charity to the Boston Children's Hospital uh, to help kids during the pandemic specifically. Um, and right now we've got over the thousand dollar threshold. So thank you for everybody that's already donated. People who are uh, donating, by the way, get thrown into a raffle uh, because PG is going to give their own custom line of uh, Hasbro wrestling figures. So you automatically get entered into that, as well as the custom Dick Lane. Um, Funko Pops, so there might be Funko Pops as well that are happening. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff happening, so check out PG Wrestling and all that stuff. But again, tinyurl.com slash PG Charity. If we get to $2,000, this is the part that I love. I have a friend who thinks that Sony's Venom, remember the, the you know Marvel Venom, thought that the Sony's version of Venom is dog shit, or at least he's never seen it. If he gets to $2,000, we get to duct tape him to a chair and make him watch Venom, which apparently is going to ruin his life, is what he said. So, I kind of want to get to $2,000 just to torture the guy. Just saying. I mean, I so won't be, there, be you, there for the torture, but it'll be fun to watch on a live stream. So. If you didn't catch the link, it'll be on all our social media platforms. You can click on it. Yes, yes. I think I already I put, I, I, th- I put it on Twitter specifically, but I did. Uh, our boy uh, Doctor Backcracker, as well as our boy uh, Jason Rossi, put it out as well. So it's out there. I'll, uh, I, you know, I'm doing my, I doing what I can. I'm busy. Okay, yeah. So it'll be out there. So you can click the link and uh, donate if you feel so inclined. But Nestlemania, don't go chasing those water waterfalls right now because uh, we don't accept scrubs. No motherfucking scrubs. Most of the TV show because it's TLC time, baby, and we have only six matches booked as now which means there'll probably be one added after SmackDown. So I would assume maybe a tag team title match or some random match, but we can only pick what we got in WrestleMania. First up, it is a tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. The New Day of Kofi and Xavier defending it. The head business of Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin with MVP. Who you got? I want to go hurt business. I want to. But can you go against the juggernaut of the New Day? Can you? I can't. Give me the Hurt Business. Hurt Business. Chelsea B is going to be draped in gold once again because he is the gold standard. Cedric Alexander is a stud. And the Hurt Business deserves every ounce of gold they win. I'll buy that. I'll go Hurt Business as well. Boom. I like it. Right off the rip. Next up is a singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Mandalorian star Sasha Banks defends against Carmella, Nestlemania, you said it's a foregone conclusion, Sasha Banks will win. Are you for real? I already typed it in. Yeah. Next. Well, here's the thing, Nestlemania. Sasha may have defended her, her title once, but will she defend it twice? Who knows? Will she lose by DQ? Maybe. Uh, but I, this doesn't have a stipulation yet. Maybe they add one on Friday. I think that would make sense, right? So probably not a DQ, so I will also pick Sasha Banks. 
Yeah, I already put it in. Let's move on. It's, this is a not. This is a this is a non. I should have Carmella then, just so you had to retape. Nope. Uh, next up, we have a tag team match for the women's tag team championship. Let's go, girls. And defend against Asuka and CBD, who will definitely be Charlotte and WrestleMania. Nia and Shayna will retain. Nia and Shayna will retain. So you're gonna waste a. You're gonna. Uh, here's the thing. You're gonna waste an unveiling of Charlotte on a loss. Yeah, to set up Charlotte versus Asuka. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm gonna say that uh, <laughs> not buying it at all. I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm going. Then I'm, what are you predicting? No, I'm going. I'm going Shania Payne. I just. I. I, I don't. Oh, I don't. God. No, I. I but who's the TBD? Who's the TBD? Who they be? I think it's gonna be Lana somehow, some way. I just. I don't know. I hope so. If Lana's in this match, though, she's winning. So we're both gonna be wrong. They've then. also won like six matches in a row, so eventually they have to lose. So that's just how they lose because Lana's not 100. Yeah, percent they'll lose on Monday. They'll lose the titles to fucking Mandy and Dana. How about that? Uh-huh. Next up, we have a singles match. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, who will be with Alexa Bliss, according to this, takes on the Viper, Randy Orton. I mean, the Fiend. If I have to pick a, if I have to pick an actual person, I'm going to say the Fiend. I'm going to pick Randy Orton because I expect a lot of smiles. If you like picking no contest, this is probably it, but I'll take Orton. Okay. So that leaves us WrestleMania with the two men's championships. A tables, letters, chairs match for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman defend against Kevin Owens. I'm assuming you're going to pick Roman Reigns, but I'm looking forward to this match. I mean, if you're not picking Reigns, you're kind of ridiculous if you think about it because, I mean, the guy's on a fucking tear. He's going to continue to tear. I'm going to brighten Reigns for you, too, because there's no way in your right brain you're going to end up saying KO. So I'm right. Well, I can say KO, but I'm picking Roman Reigns. Okay, that was nonsense. Let's move on. That was nonsense. Well, we have another table fighters chair match. This one for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defense against AJ Styles with Omus and also the Miz's lurking WrestleMania. Who you got? I got to pick Drew McIntyre, and I don't think there's a cash in. I really don't. I think they're playing up way too much. The cash ins work way better when you don't remember that they're there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Drew won here on Sunday and the Miz cashed in on Monday, though. So there you go. Maybe. Maybe. Next time we talk, the Miz could be champion. Who knows? If the Miz is next time, then uh, we're going to have to change up the knockers because then he'll be end up uh, guy of the year, wouldn't he be? Or, or no. Superstar of the year? No. Fuck no. Okay. For, 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 for one week of a title reign, he's the Superstar of the year. Are you fucking high? It's a whole it's I just a whole thought you love the award, Miz. Bro. I just thought you love the Miz. I do love the Miz. Yeah. 2021, you're the Miz. Let's go. You're the Miz. Okay. Great. Wonderful. He's awesome. On that note, we hope you enjoy TLC. We will be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. <laughs> Daddy, 